Hey, hi, hello, how are you? And welcome back to Watch It Again, the podcast where we go through a hundred and one movies to see before you die. As always, I'm your host Jacob, and with me is Cat. Hello, I'm Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, for again, obviously, with the coronavirus um, shutdown still happening for the foreseeable future. We are coming to you from three separate locations in a third attempt to make this sound somewhat decent, but with troubles of the internet, I feel like this might be the potentially worst one yet. But uh, here we go. Uh, This week we are discussing Indiana Jones, the three movies that count, and we'll probably mention that fourth one that also exists, but for the purposes of the poster, (laughs) there's only three that count. (laughs) And um, I guess, how do you guys want to go through this? Do you want to go movie by movie or just series as a whole? I reckon we could start with, like, I guess movie by movie because they all just feed into one another. Yep. Yep. Um, do, you want a bit of, do you want to do a bit of backstory first? Sure. Go for it. So. So. Oh. Oh, oh sorry. Oh. Sorry. I didn't know who <laughs> you were talking to. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any notes on the backstory, Kat? No, it's all in my head. All right, well, you can go for it if you want, and then if I have to correct you, I will. Because <laughs> I've got it all <laughs> written out notes. in front of me in an article. No, you do it. I can't compete with the notes. No, no, you go, you go. I want to see how um, good you are. <laughs> so, <laughs> basically, um, in 1973, uh, George Lucas came up with um, the idea for essentially the Indiana Jones character, but as then he was called Indiana Smith. Um, and he kind of wanted to, like Star Wars, essentially take um, movies from the, like take inspiration from the um, movies from the 30s and 40s and modernise them. So in this case, it was kind of like adventure movies, obviously. Um, and so he kind of discussed it with a few people. Um, and then eventually got on to Spielberg and they came up with the idea for Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is the first, um, movie, um, and changed his name to Indiana Jones and yeah, the rest is history. Are you sure you're not just paraphrasing what I have open <laughs> on my screen? Cause that was very similar. <laughs> <laughs> I did do a little bit of light reading before yeah, okay. we started recording. <laughs> ah, I see. I was just like, um, did you read in the same thing that I'm reading? Because, like, the first <laughs> sentence was exactly the same. And I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> just that good. <laughs> just that good. Um, yeah, so Spielberg and Lucas made a deal with Paramount Pictures for five Indiana Jones films. But after finishing The Last Crusade... It was essentially put on an indefinite hold with Lucas instead deciding to focus more on um, the young Indiana Jones TV series. And we've never gotten a fourth movie. (laughs) (laughs) We just don't acknowledge it. This is so sad. (laughs) Yeah, so um, after the success of Raiders of the Lost Ark... I was, yeah, I was going to go through like a brief like overview of like a, a few three movies, and we can talk about them individually. Okay. Um, they wanted to make Temple of Doom darker b- 
because both of them were going through respective breakups and divorces at the time. So they decided to make the film a prequel to remove the Nazis and to have um, Indy in a more, you know... Because of everything he went through in Raiders, you kind of then can't take him to a darker place as a character. It's got to be before. And there's this really good overarching narrative of Indy's character development through the three films because you have Raiders first, then Temple of Doom, and then Last Crusade. But in chronological order, you've got the opening scenes of Last Crusade, then Temple of Doom, then Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then the rest of Last Crusade. And as an Mm. overarching character arc, Indy makes logical progression as a person through those scenes. So if you watched it in that order, from in the chronological order, so you watch the first few scenes of young Indy in Last Crusade, then straight to Temple of Doom, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then back to Last Crusade, the story development and character development of Indy himself makes perfect sense. So Lucas did really well writing that in that the development of Indy himself flows chronologically, but you can see different points of his life as we jump into them in each film, out of order. That's pretty um, good, considering it took, like, over, what, 15 years to all come together, all three. Only eight con- years. I suppose well, from if concept, they came yeah. up with it in 73 yeah, to so that's, 89, yeah, that's 16. Yeah. Um, so it was in 77, Lucas was in Maui trying to escape the enormous success of Star Wars, whereas where he ran into Steven Spielberg. Originally, Harrison Ford was not cast. So instead it was Tom Selleck. But... Okay. So, Tom Selleck was signed on, ready to go for Raiders. But I think it was Universal didn't want to release him from Magnum PI, which was also about to start filming, because there was some overlap, but not much. So, Selleck was then stuck with Magnum PI and had to pull out. And they went through a couple of other casting choices, but Lucas and Spielberg were reluctant to cast Harrison Ford because Lucas has already used him in American Graffiti and Star Wars and didn't want to have the whole thing of how Scorsese uses De Niro all the time. He didn't want Harrison Ford to be the actor that is just, oh, George Lucas is making a film, Harrison Ford will be in it. Like, he didn't want that connection between the two. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until three weeks before filming started that Harrison Ford was cast. So, like, it was... That is so late. Yeah. It's really late in the day that they, you know, finally were like, oh, well, we'll have to use Harrison Ford, which is just crazy. Like, the other... um, And, like... No one else would have been able to do what he did with it. Yeah, so Spielberg was the one pushing for Ford from the beginning, and Lucas was reluctant. So after yeah, after the loss of um, Selick, they had Peter Cody and Tim Matheson both auditioned for the role, 
but Lucas didn't like either. And then finally, Spielberg said, we have to get forward. And Lucas relented and went, okay, fine. You know, we'll use him. <laughs> it's just, Yeah, it's just such a weird... And then obviously the rest is history because Harrison Ford has made this character one of the most iconic characters in um, pop culture history. Yeah, so, okay, so we'll go Raiders of the Lost Ark came out in 1981. It was directed by Steven Spielberg and written by George Lucas. It stars um, Karen Allen as Marion, Paul um, Freeman as Belloc, Ronald Lacey as Tot, um, John Reese davies as Salah, and Denham Elliott as Brody. And obviously, Harrison Ford stars as Henry Walton Jones Jr., otherwise known as Indiana or Indy. Um, the movie kicks off with Indy going for a gold little statue and is... It's just such a great film. Everything about these <laughs> movies are great. Yeah. That first scene has been spoofed so much. Yeah. And it's just such a it's such a great character introduction. Yeah, it's like mm. it's kind of like the um, Mission Impossible hanging from the roof scene. It's just like something you Everyone know knows. fully without even having like seen a poster for the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's an iconic moment in film history. Like everyone knows that scene. So good. So yeah. Um. Nick, mm-hmm. why don't we ask Kat what happens in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you guys are just doing up. this because it's like my favourite movies of all time. Um, so basically, yeah, in you first meet Indiana and he's stealing this golden idol um, from a booby trap temple in Peru. Um, With who, might you ask? With, um, wait, what? Do you not know the actor who's with him? Um, I cannot remember his name. Sorry. Uh, that guy who's with him, people might not know, is Alfred Molina, who plays Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, like, it's so... I did not know that. Yeah, it's one of those things you don't notice it, but when you notice it, you're like, holy shit, how did I not notice for 20 years that that was Doc Ock? <laughs> that is insane. I didn't know that. Did you I, not know that? Yeah. No. <laughs> what the hell? I didn't even yeah, write so down that just... character in the, my notes because he's in it for so short, I didn't include his yeah. name as a main star. <laughs> he literally <laughs> dies before the first five minutes are up. Yeah. <laughs> he's, in, he's in the opening credits, though. Oh, well. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, Well, there you go. A little bit of trivia for you. My bad. Um, Basically, he escapes the temple and all the booby traps and then is confronted by his rival, Rene Belloc. Um, And so he surrenders the idol and escapes by a seaplane. And so you later find out that Indiana has um, a teaching position. He is a professor of archaeology um, at the University of Chicago. And he is kind of approached by... Um, by Is it two CIA officers or just like... 
two American government dudes. Yeah, bit sketchy. I don't looking. think it's explicitly labelled <laughs> where they're from. Yeah, and they kind of um, come up to him and like approach him and are like, "Hey guys, we need you to go find this ancient artifact because the Nazis are going to use it to destroy the world." essentially. Yay. Um, and so Indiana realises that they're actually searching for um, the Ark of the Covenant, um, which gives the movie its name, The Lost Ark. <laughs> um, so he travels to Nepal where he meets up with one of his um, previous lovers, Marion, who is such an awesome character. She's like, Oh, she's so good. Um, and then they travel to Egypt to find this um, thing called the Staff of Ra, which will basically guide anyone, if you use it correctly, to the Ark of the Covenant. Um, and then they get into a bit of a fight with a whole lot of people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Guy gets which his is face I- cut off by a plane. <laughs> it's wild. Um, and then... What happens next? They infiltrate the dig site. So the Nazis are digging to try and find um, this kind of second clue to where to find the Covenant after they found the staff. And so um, Jones and Marion infiltrate it, kind of figure out Can some I make more a clues correction? and stuff. Sure. Marion's captured by the Nazis and it's Jones and Salah that infiltrate the camp. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Um, and then... Is this the one where he stows away on the boat? Yep. I cannot remember. Yeah. Yeah, so somehow he kind of, like, ends up on this um, Nazi U-boat. There's a deleted <clears throat> scene and it's the greatest thing you'll ever see. Mm. Um, so... Nazi U-boat's essentially a submarine, right? It goes underwater and you can't see it. But for some reason, as a plot MacGuffin, it only just, for the whole time from where it goes, um, it just kind of sits just by the water and someone leaves the periscope up. <laughs> so so in a deleted scene, Indy's just hugging the periscope on the surface of the water and just gliding along. <laughs> <laughs> And it's the funniest thing you'll ever... Like, it's just literally just hugging this pole that's sticking out of the ocean <laughs> as the U-boats just fall line through the water. That's so funny. Because obviously he can't get inside, and if the periscope went down, he just would have drowned. <laughs> like, it's it's so stupid. So I, That's why it's cut. It's just like, oh, maybe he got inside and then got out before they all noticed. But no. No. He, he just, was just on top. Yep, just sitting on the top. Um, so from there, from the top of the (laughs) U-boat, um, Jones rescues, oh, so before Jones rescues Marion, so they make it to, um, the area where the Ark is. I'm just briefly summarising Wikipedia because I can't remember exactly what happens. Yeah, so they get the Ark and then (sighs) they're trapped. The Ark's then transported to an island where they're going to perform a ritual to open it and then that's what he stows away to save Marion and to essentially try and stop them using the Ark. And then everyone is killed by lightning. Yep. The power of God kills everybody. Except for Jones and Marion who don't look at it. Because they shut their eyes in another MacGuffin. 
because they're smart. And then um, the end scene is also great. Back in Washington, um, the army intelligence guys tell Jones and Brody that <clears throat> the Ark is somewhere safe and that... Um, and then it kind of cuts to a scene where you see the wooden crate with the ark in it in a massive giant warehouse and it like zooms out and kind of shows all this other crazy alien magical shit. Um, and yeah, you kind of get the impression that it's like Area 51-ish. And we never return to that warehouse again. <laughs> never. <laughs> Um, Have you seen the point that um, if Indiana Jones had just done nothing in this movie, everything would have been the same? See, like everything would have I, happened as is? Oh, yeah, because they all would have looked at it. Yeah. So they still all would have died. I have to disagree with that because that point, I was watching a video before, that point's brought up in the Big Bang Theory and it's like, Amy ruins, you know, Indiana Jones. But the thing is, without him, they wouldn't have found it. They would have just been digging around. Well, even at the start, when he goes to find Marion, the Nazi guy follows him. And that's the only way they get... They know where the, like, staff head is. Hmm. Okay. So without Indiana Jones, they never would have got the staff head. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. Oh, yeah, because she's hanging on to it. Because she has it, and they only find it. And even then, they've only got half of it because it burns onto his hand and it's only because he followed Indiana there. So then from Mm. that, they know roughly where to look from one side of it. Then they look in the wrong spot because they don't have the other side and then Indiana figures it out and starts digging, uncovers the arc, and then they get it off him because he found it. Mm. Oh, there you go. So if Indiana Jones is there, they just would have dug in the desert forever and never found it. There you go. So, no, Indiana Jones is pivotal (laughs) to this story. Sorry, mate. Sorry. (laughs) I will defend this until the end. I will defend this (laughs) blundering idiot of a man. (laughs) Because, essentially, the arc in this is just a plot MacGuffin to push forward his character development from someone that's just going around stealing artifacts and selling them to the museum to someone who realises actually there's more to this and the actual power of the Ark, that maybe some of these things should be studied. Yeah. Yeah. Because Yeah, because before he was essentially just a raider. Yeah. Of and the like, Lost Ark. Yes. And also this is the only Indiana Jones movie that doesn't have Indiana Jones in the title. Yeah. Yeah, it was... It's um, just called Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Whereas the rest is, there's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. The what? Which we will not Sorry. mention. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, going back on my point before on the character development, at the start of Last Crusade, we see him as a kid, and he kind of takes his cross off this guy and ends up losing it, and the guy then gives him his hat, and it's kind of... You look at the dude and its whole cat, like, much look is what Indiana Jones then bases himself on mm. and who he becomes. He goes, oh, actually, there's, you know, money in this. And, like, then the next time we kind of chronologically see Indy's Temple of Doom, 
where he kind of just gets thrown into this situation, not by choice, of to rescue these people and kids in a remote part of India. Yeah, also, that is really, really effed up. Yeah. <laughs> the whole movie is just insane, but Indy's not there by choice. At the start of the movie, he's trading an art- like an artefact for a diamond. He then, on his escape, ends up crashed into a mountain and is thrown into this village. And then he's kind of just... The British occupation there kind of just throws it... Well, essentially gets thrown into this situation where he has to rescue these people from essentially a cult. Mm. And he gets asked why... like why he's doing it and he lit by short round and he literally says fame and glory or money and <laughs> no fame sorry fame and fortune so he's literally doing it to be noticed and to be paid and that's the only reason he says and then it goes to raise the lost ark and it starts he's still doing that he's still looking for artifacts and doing things for fame and fortune and it's not until essentially the end of Raiders, where he's exposed to the Nazis trying to use this artifact to take over the world, that he starts to realise, and you know, that Brody, Marcus Brody, his boss, wants to study it, that maybe that some of these artifacts should be protected and studied, not just sold and used. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which then takes us to the rest of Last Crusade, where Indiana reluctantly... He's not there searching for the Grail. He doesn't go to Europe to look for the well, Middle East to go look for the Grail. He goes to find his father. Yeah. The only reason he goes is to find his dad because his dad's missing. And it's that's not until his father explains to him that if the Nazis get their hand on the Grail, the armies of darkness will march all over the world. And it's at that point that in picks up the quest, actually picks up the quest for the Grail in order to stop it being used by the wrong people. So that's the first time, really, where Indy actually becomes the hero and is doing it for other people, not himself. He's halfway through Last Crusade. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I never realised that. Yeah. I just... They're good adventure flicks. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark, he is sent, essentially sent there. He wants to go, but he's going for like you know fame and fortune, not for you know because it's the right thing, the right thing to do. Temple yeah. of Doom, he's just left in this situation. He has no really other choice than to do it. And again, fame and fortune. And then, yeah, Last Crusade's the first time he actually makes a conscious decision to be the hero. Mm. And then that one we don't speak about, again, kidnapped, forced to do it. Doesn't want to be there. <laughs> so, yeah. Which is why we don't talk about it. Yeah. But, yeah, like, his whole character development is such a strong part of these stories because it, yeah. And, I mean, what? Well, um, Temple of Doom set in 1935... Um, where are we? When is Raiders set? Pretty sure. Oh, 36. Yeah, 36. And then Last Crusade's 38. Mm. 
but the start of Last Crusade's nineteen twelve is when he's a teenager. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah and I mean, so, like it's all pre-war. So, like even Last Crusade's thirty-eight, so the war's just about to start with the Nazis. If it was set in the war, I think it would be a very different story. Well, here's the thing. Apart from being a doctor of archaeology, during World War One, Indiana Jones was a captain in the Belgian army. Mm. And during World War Two, was a colonel in the US army. So he fights in both world wars. Which is a very, you know, interesting, you know, he is a soldier. Because, you know, it's the, the right thing to do. And... and I have no idea why he was a captain in the Belgium army, Belgian army during World War One, but that's just what's listed <laughs> for him. So I'm sure it's explained in some young Indiana Jones episode or some video game or book somewhere. But you know, at this strange. point, no idea. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Temple of Doom is obviously the second film and is a prequel, as mentioned. To Raiders of the Lost Ark, again directed by Spielberg and written by George Lucas. In this, we're introduced to Willie Scott, who is a singer, played by Kate Capeshaw. Um, Short Round, a kid who tried to pickpocket Indy and then ended up essentially becoming his sidekick slash servant. Um, So that's Short Round, played by Ki Huey Kwan. And it's a really weird thing because Indy kind of takes Short Round on this adventure thousands of kilometres from his home and takes him under his wing. And then when we get to Raiders, he's gone, never mentioned again. Short Round's just disappeared for the, like the rest of Indy's life. Like, where'd Short Round go? So I really... They are making a fifth one and I really hope he comes back. Like, oh, please. That would be ideal. Yeah. And I hope he... Like... I hope he, like, comes back and he just speaks, like, perfect English, like, and they just pretend, like, <laughs> I don't know, I mean, but, mm. Just pretend that he's been working with Indy this whole time and just stayed behind <laughs> at the university for, like, the other two films. <laughs> no, just insert him into scenes, like, have him, like, just out of frame so he's, like, getting beat up over the plane and, like, short rounds just, <laughs> like, <laughs> just on the sidelines cheering him on. <laughs> just recut Last Crusade and he's just like Indy's going for the cup and short rounds just there in, like just watching <laughs> he's just going like they're in the Holy Grail room he's just going mmm mmm <laughs> yeah yeah he's just trying, he's looking at all the cups himself oh <laughs> uh, that would be funny um at the start of Temple of Doom when they're exiting the nightclub is kind of when you first really um, see one specific thing that um, Lucas and Spielberg put into these movies, and that is kind of like the Star Wars little nods and um, Easter eggs, I guess you'd call them, into these movies. So the nightclub that they exit is called... Is it the... Is it... Obi Wan, I can't remember what it's called, but it is a reference to Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, 
Um, yeah. It's not loading. Uh, that's the wrong page. Oh, Club Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't realise this until I saw Temple of Doom and then I looked it up and apparently in Raiders of the Lost Ark there's hieroglyphs and things in... Um, Star Wars. In language. Egypt, yeah, yeah, of C-3PO and R2-D2, which is awesome, I think. <laughs> yeah, so I'll read out a little thing. Um, so the second film is set in 1935, a year before Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana escapes Chinese gangsters with the help of singer-actress Willie Scott and his 12-year-old sidekick short round. The trio crash land in India where they come across a village whose children have been kidnapped. The thuggy, led by Mola Ram, has also taken the Holy Sankara Stones, which they, sorry, which they will use to take over the world. Indiana manages to overcome Mola Ram's evil power, rescues the children and returns the stones to their rightful place, overcoming his mercenary nature. Uh, yep, cool. That evil guy gave me nightmares as a kid. Like, him oh. ripping out that person's heart was, like, horrific. That's the one complaint I have about the Indiana Jones films. So, Temple of Doom happens first, and Indy literally watches a man pull a beating heart out of someone's chest while they're still alive, and that person stays alive for a considerable amount of time while their heart's in a man's hands but is reluctant to believe the power of the Ark and the Holy Grail when sent on both of those missions. And just dismisses them as, you know, oh, it's just fairy tales and all this stuff. It's like, dude, you watched a man's heart get ripped out and keep beating. Was he like that, though, in The Last Crusade? I feel like he wasn't. Yeah, but in The Last Crusade, he's still pretty dismissive at the start before Marcus Brody sends him off. And especially yeah. in Raiders, which is literally a year later. <laughs> you just watched a, last year. You watched a man's heart get ripped out of his chest, and you're like, "Nah." But also in Temple of Doom, when those two dudes with swords come up to him on the bridge, he like reaches for his gun, and he goes, "Oh, whoops! That did, that works last time, but it's not going to work now." But but also this takes place before he shot a guy with a sword. So what's oh, he that- like referencing? I think it's a reference like, oh, next time this will work. <laughs> oh, damn, I've had my gun. And then, yeah, when he's in, in Raiders, he's like, that's, that's one of my favourite scenes in all the Indiana Jones films is when old mate's just swinging that sword around and then he just pulls his gun out, shoots him in the chest and just turns around and walks off. Did you hear? Like, apparently that only happened because, like, everyone had diarrhoea at the time, including Harrison Ford yeah. on set. So <laughs> and he was like, like, I can't. I can't do this oh, scene. Yeah, I've just got to give me an easy time. out. <laughs> That's disgusting, but also great. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone got food poisoning or something. Uh, mm. I mean, they were in the desert and it was hot. Just look at the, the sweat on some of the people. It was the 80s. Yeah, Diarrhea just the sweat on people during 80s. scenes. <laughs> and you can yeah. see, like... With some of the scenes in the movie, you can see that, like, obviously, you know, they filmed one bit first and then the next bit. Mm. Because, like, the level of people's sweat will change throughout a scene, like, from different angles. 
So someone will be like, not that sweaty, and then the next time you cut to them will be extremely sweaty, because obviously they've been <laughs> in this room in the desert for, like, hours. Mm. And they're not just slowly good. cooking. <laughs> not good. Also, the scene in Temple of Doom, where she's reaching her... Where Willie is reaching her hand into that, like, crevice to yep. pull a lever to save Indy from being spiked to death. Yep. Um, that is, like, that perpetuated my fear of spiders so bad. And uh, <laughs> I cannot watch that scene. Like, I have to cover my eyes because I would probably cry <laughs> if Ugh. I had to do something like that. <laughs> it's... I remember, like, as a kid, I never really liked Temple... Like, I loved these movies, but Temple of Doom was probably, like, as a kid, was my least favourite. Yeah, I, I love the end, but, like... And yeah. The slot, but, like, a lot of it, like, the, just the second act, I'm like, holy shit, this is... This really drags. And also, I, I, I don't love the love interest, really. Like, I find her really annoying. Oh, she is so bloody annoying. I was, I was going to make a point on the love interests... As, Two of them Indi- are great. as Indy's character develops, so does the whole connection with his love interests. Mm. So you have Temple of Doom is the youngest he is. And he kind of he's this misogynistic womanizer and she's this really arrogant and they just absolutely, you know, hate each other. And kind of just end up thrown into this situation where, you know, emotions are high and things happen and blah blah When we go to Raiders of the Lost Ark and meet Marion, she's a former love affair. But we find out, you know, years prior, Indy essentially had an affair with an underage woman. Being Marion, so, you know, she wasn't exactly of age when they were together Mm. but then when we get to Last Crusade where he's kind of at his oldest in these movies the love interest is someone that is into like sorry Marion is definitely an upgrade she's you know she can hold a drink she's she goes with him by choice she's really like you know kind of more emotionally and like he's equal Yeah. yeah and she chooses to go with him because she's like no I'm getting my money and she's really similar. They're both doing it for money. And she's like, I'm not letting you out of my sight until I get paid. When we get to Last Crusade and we meet, um, what's her name? Elsa. She's intellectually his equal. Yeah. But emotionally is more like him in Temple of Doom. Mm. Manipulating people to get what he wants. Or to get what she wants. But intellectually is at the same level as him and then that causes further issues because then he becomes the one that's kind of it gets reversed she kind of uses him rather than him using the woman to get what he wants she Mm. then essentially uses him to get what she wants Mm. because he's starting to become a softer nicer man as he gets older See, I didn't really buy it at the end when he, like, almost dived into a big old, like, hole to, like, grab her for when she, like, tried to leave with the grail. But I was like, ah. Uh, because, you know. <laughs> even though everything she's done, 
Indies beca- like throughout the course of the movies become someone that then starts to care, mm. and then still tries to save her, and it's not, and then even then still goes for the Grail, and it's not till his father interjects that he finally, you know, his father calls him Indy, or India, you know, instead of calling him Junior, mm. for the first time, and then that's kind of his final moment of development through the whole thing. Also, we haven't spoken about him, but I love Sean Connery in this. Well, because we're not oh, up to yeah. Last Crusade yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been all over the place. Yeah. I think Sean Connery is definitely a fantastic addition to the cast. And when you get to Last Crusade, we do have a couple of returning cast members as well. So you get um, Marcus Brody, played by Denim Elliott, returns, and... Salah, played by John Reese davis returns. So we get two returning characters from Raiders. Which I think it's good, because you're kind of, you know, geographically similar-ish area. But we get these, you know, characters come back. And then the addition of Sean Connery as his father is such a good casting. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's just brilliant that they got Sean Connery involved. So I guess, Last Crusade, um, the third film opens in 1912 with 13-year-old Indiana, played by River Phoenix, attempting to recover an ornamental cross belonging to Francisco Vasquez de Conorado. You said that very well. (laughs) Thank you. It helps that there was somewhat of a pronunciation on the page I'm looking at. Um, A task which he finally completes in 1938. Indiana and his friend Marcus Brody are assigned by American businessman Walter Donovan to find the Holy Grail. They are teamed up with Dr. Elsa Snyder, following on from where Indiana's estranged father Henry, played by Sean Connery, left off before he disappeared. It transpires that Donovan and Elsa are in leagues with the Nazis, who captured Henry Jones in order to get Indiana to help them find the Grail. However, Indiana recovers his father's diary filled with research and manages to rescue him before finding the location of the Grail. Both Donovan and Elsa fail the temptation fail to tempt fail the temptation of the Grail, while Indiana and Henry realise that their relationship with each other is more important than finding the relic. Aww. Aww. But yeah, it's you can there's comparisons here as well, you can between Walter Donovan, who's the main sort of antagonist in this one, and with um Belloc in the first. They're both essentially trying to play their Nazi allies for their own personal gain. Mm. But Donovan knows what he's doing. He is there to find the girl. And he even says, I will be, you know, he's there for immortality. He's there to outlive the Nazis. He doesn't intend on giving it to them. He intends on having it and just... He just happens to be a Nazi. Yeah, well, not even... Like, Walter Donovan... Like, the American Walter Donovan is just kind of in leagues with him. He's not even... Like, he's just there for his own personal gain to become immortal. Mm. You'd think he'd do some research, though, and figure out what the Grail looks like before he drinks from the wrong one and dies. But well, he doesn't <laughs> like he pick wants it. it that badly. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, yeah. like, he gets there and he's like... Oh, I don't know what it looks like. I'm yeah. not a historian. Oh, shit. <laughs> what do I do? 
it kind of helps if your father's like a medieval arch- like professor. Yeah. But yeah, like Indy's kind of like you know, obviously it's like all of it, you know of the time. It's not going to be some fancy gold chalice. It's going to be the most basic, boring cup in the room. Mm. because it wasn't, like, you know, the whole... It was the cup that caught the blood of Christ. Well, the people that were catching the blood of Christ weren't going to have a fancy gold, like, you know, chalice, were they? Mm. They were all poor. <laughs> it's just going to be a cup. <laughs> yeah, um... <clears throat> Last Crusade is definitely... Has always been my favourite. Oh, really? Yeah, I, as a kid, just I Just because loved... of the father-son dynamic, or...? No, I think it's just, it's a bit more fighting the Nazis and all the different things that kind of happen. Like, there's the boat scene and, like, you know. Yeah, I get what you mean. This is, mm. As a kid, it was my favourite. I think this one's more fun. Mm. They, like, they, it's this... a bit more out there and a bit more of excitement because I can't, oh, it's the third one. We can go, we can push it a bit further. Yeah. We can try new things. We can, you know, Indy's been through all this stuff. He's experienced. He can do all this, you know, cool whip things and just, oh, it's great. And then when he pretends to be (laughs) the rich guy and he puts on the accent to look at the tapestries in the castle, I love that scene. (laughs) And the fact that, like, obviously, like Dr. Elsa Snyder knows and she's with him going to this castle but it's like essentially the base of her friends so that, yeah, I thought, true. like she knows exactly where they are when they're walking <laughs> in she's like oh yeah let's just see what he does here like <laughs> knowing full well that he's going to get captured because she's obviously in leagues with the people they're going to try and infiltrate and she just plays along Mm. At the start, she's like, oh, yep. And it's like, you little shit. Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, I think, yeah, I think her character's also great through this whole thing because she kind of plays her role so well in tricking Indy Mm. up until they get to that castle. Like, she's, you know, with him the whole way and knows a lot more than he does at that point and just kind of plays her character. Mm. Of you know, that's great. <laughs> They're all great. They're all. Good. I think. I am gonna piss both of you off because I am gonna mention oh, that other one. Shocking. <laughs> I no. yeah. I, I was I was gonna watch it, but this um recording sesh kind of like snuck up on me, so I didn't get to <laughs> do that thing I usually do and watch the shit one. So it's just I haven't rewatched it since I first watched it. Like probably what? How old am I? Maybe like nine eight years ago now um because it scarred me that much the plot is just burned into my brain and i hate it i've only seen the south park episode about it so (laughs) the fourth film indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull has a bit of history behind it because earlier on during the making of the previous films george lucas really wanted to include aliens in one of them and Steven Spielberg caught, sort of straight up was just like, nah, we're not doing it. And it went on and on and on. And then eventually when we get to Kingdom of the Crystal Skull that came out in 2008, Spielberg finally sort of relented 
to Lucas wanting to do Aliens. And we got Aliens. So the fourth film is set in 1957. So it's essentially... what, 19 years after Last Crusade. Um, Indiana is having a quiet life teaching before being thrust into a new adventure. He races against agents of the Soviet Union led by Irana Spalko, played by Kate Blanchett, for a crystal skull. His journey takes him across Nevada, Connecticut, Peru, and the Amazon rainforest in Brazil. Indiana is faced with betraying by one of his best friends, Mac and is introduced to a greaser named Mutt Williams, the worst character name I've ever heard. Bloody Mutt. Played by Shia LaBeouf, who turns out to be his son. Real it's name. kind of funny. Can I just interject yep. that his son's name is Mutt, and Indiana took his name from his family dog. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Mutt's, Mutt Williams' real name turns out to be Henry Jones III. The third. And is and Indy is eventually reunited with um, Marion Ravenwood, his fling from Raiders of the Lost Ark, who is actually the mother of Mutt, and they get married. Because, you know, they, comes full circle. Do they acknowledge Henry Senior at all? I think he is. I think he does mention his father at one point. Okay, so he's alive and well. He can come back in five. They can... No, I think he, I think Connery he's out dead. Of retirement. No, I think I think in <laughs> oh. canonically in story, I'm pretty sure he's dead. Oh, well, there you go. You know, because he was called like an old man in 1938. Hmm. But and what's uh, it now? 1957. Yeah, but even in saying that, Sean Connery was an old man in 1989 when Last Crusade <laughs> came out. It's now 2020. It's 31 How years later. How old is he now? Very old. Connery. He's 89. Yep. Uh, yeah, so he's retired from acting. He's the same age as Clint Eastwood. Harrison Ford is 77. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. No, just just <laughs> calm down. Like, <laughs> Look after yourself, um, guys. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of wanted to touch on more on this movie, more not plot-wise or anything, but more the character, the kind of final piece of character development for Indiana. Because he becomes his father. There's kind of a son out there he doesn't know about. But when he meets him, he doesn't want to know anything about him. Mm. And it's not through going through this big whole life-threatening situation together that you get an accelerated repeat of what happened with Indy and his dad. And by the end of the film, you know, he wants to know about his son and all this sort of stuff. And he wants mm. to have him in his life. But I'm interested to see what happens in the next film. Because, obviously, it's the first... So, the untitled fifth film, which is slated for release on... Um, July 2022... Is that a new release date? Yeah, so it's been... Since the whole coronavirus thing, it's um, been pushed back from July... So, its original release date 
was July this year. It then got pushed back to July next year. And then with the whole coronavirus thing, it's now pushed back to July 29th, 2022. I originally heard that it was coming out in like 2018 or something. So it's just, I feel like it's just never going to happen. They're just going to keep pushing it back. So, and so far what we know about it... Who knows? Um, Shia LaBeouf... Um, Will not return. Is not returning. Yeah, good. <laughs> because they're past that. Um, John Williams will again be doing the score. Hasn't John Williams retired, like... A hundred times now. Yep, but he's returning to compose the score for this one because him and Spielberg <laughs> and Lucas are all best mates. <laughs> but. Good, good on him. This is the first film that Spielberg, like Indiana Jones, that Spielberg's not directing. Who's directing it? James Mangold. Oh. oh okay. So, director of movies like Logan. It's also okay. the first time that George Lucas has not written the story. I mean, considering oh. what he ended on. <laughs> so it's got completely new... I kind of want him to have a second chance, though. Yeah. It's got the same screenwriter, so the, like the person that writes the script, as Crystal Skull. Mm. But the story is written... By him and another guy. So the story for Crystal Skull was written by George Lucas and Jeff Nathanson. But the story for this is written by Jonathan Kasdan and David um, Kopp. And then the screenwriter is David Kopp. So it's a completely different story team. Different director. It has Frank Marshall returning to produce. So he produced Lost Ark, Crystal Skull and now this. Um, and the other two producers are Kathleen Kennedy and Steven Spielberg. So with right. James Mangold kind of in charge, be very interested to see because he's made some good films. Yeah, but you know, also some like he's done in recently just to he did Ford vs Ferrari. Logan, The Wolverine, 310 to Yuma. Like, they're good. That's a girl interrupted. Yeah, like he's made good films. So, so for a bad I'm one. interested to see. Oh, there's, there's a couple do. of random. Like, he made Night and Day, and, you know. But What's like, Night and yeah. Day? It's, it's got Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz in it. Oh, yeah, that I've one. Seen, like, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I saw that like a million times. I used to go to like, video easy as a kid. Yep. It's kind of great, but also just not. Yeah, so, I mean, it'll be interesting. So I'm actually like, with kind of new people in charge, I think there's potential that this film could actually be really good. Yeah. And with how James Mangold did Logan as that older character, like the old version of Wolverine, 
it'd be really interesting to see what he does with an old Indiana Jones. Yeah, I don't mm. know. Like, I'm interested to see how they do stuff like the action scenes because, like, most of the sequences in this, like, they like hand to hand fist fights. They're just Indiana Jones getting beaten up until something else comes in and kills until a the pop other MacGuffin dude. comes in and saves the day. <laughs> yeah, I kind like, of. I'd, I'd kind of love it if, like, Indiana has just kind of taken a dark turn and is just like, ah, oh, the world's shit and I'm just going to sell these to whoever, who, like, whoever gives me the most and all that. i kind of like to see that so I'd like because to I s- think it would be an interesting way to end his story to kind of become the people that he... Sounds so depressing. <laughs> See, I'd it's just the mood I'm in. <laughs> rather than to kind of retry what happened in Crystal Skull, but better. It would always be better. So to have someone young. So essentially you've got the last crusade situation, but Indiana plays the role of his father. So yeah. still has some brilliant moments and... You know, obviously for this, Indy would still be the lead, but uses his age and experience and knowledge to get himself out of situations rather than his fists. Because there's a great moment, like, in Last Crusade, they're on the beach and there's a plane coming after them. Yeah, And Indy's dad, Henry, uses his umbrella to, like, you know, kind of scare a flock of birds flying towards the plane and saves them. Hmm. So I'd love to see, like, Indy kind of become this, like, older, like, not instead of just fighting his way through things. Like, even in Crystal Skull, he has fistfights. Like, and obviously now, by the time this comes out in 2022, like, Harrison Ford's in pretty much 80 years old. What year is it going to be set in, is the real question. My guess, it probably, what was, Crystal Skull was 57. Mm. So I'd say for this, probably, like, early 70s. Hmm. Because you've kind of got to have him as, you know, an 80-year-old man. And he was a young teenager in 1912 at the start of Last Crusade. So, See, I reckon they should give him, give him like, the, like, Sean Connery role and do, like, short round in the Indiana Jones role, role from, like, Last Crusade. <laughs> that I'd would be pretty like good. Like, if they did it well, like, I don't know who you'd cast a short round, but like, I don't know, that could be interesting. And it like acknowledges Temple of Doom, I guess, even though it's not as good. Yeah, I was trying to think, like, trying to find when Indiana Jones was born. Like, what year? I think it was 1898, I think. So I'm making 14 in that flashback sequence. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so pretty it, sure. If it's 98 and you put him in 78, like, you know, that makes him essentially 72. Also, in that flashback scene... Oh, sorry, scene, 1899. 99, yeah, okay. So that... Jeez, he's meant to be 13 in that flashback sequence. Body hell, he looks about 21. <laughs> but also, <laughs> Harrison was. Ford doesn't look like he's 77, so... Oh. If you've seen him recently, he looks pretty old. Oh, but look, yeah, but he's he looks Hollywood old. Look at a seventy-seven-year-old in real life. Like my my eighty-year-old grandfather looks younger than Harrison Ford. <laughs> my 
like 50 year old father looks older than Harrison Ford so <laughs> you know I think um, yeah I think I'd love to see him in more, more of that mentor lead mm. but I'd also love to see him decide to be the hero rather than again just thrown into a situation See, I think that's a better idea than, like, rebooting it, like they were talking yeah. about doing for, like, ten years. Oh, I think that, that... All that rumour with it, um, Chris Pratt was going to be coming out of Jones, and it was going to be, like, you know, the reboot, and, oh. Oh, my God. But... He cannot be. Yeah, no, that wouldn't work. I'd probably cry. He... No. <laughs> but I guess... I he, he's too cheerful to be... Yeah. ...anyone that Harrison Ford plays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get old mate that played, um... <laughs> Han Solo and Solo, a Star Wars story. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Don't even joke, Jacob. It, 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 it's sort of oh, funny, though, because, like, in a way, Spielberg is fulfilling his five movie, five Indiana Jones movie contract. He's just yeah. not making the last ones at um, Paramount. It's just Disney. Yeah. So it's fine. Oh. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, uh, I was speaking. We were just talking about the flashback scene. I, I have one note, and I, um, I, I appreciate that they gave River Phoenix the um, chin scar, like in the, with the whip. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, that was a nice touch, and it's kind of a shame they didn't do that in Solo as well. But oh well. Oh well. What do you do? Yeah. Must have got it a different way. And obviously, unfortunately, um, River Phoenix passed away at the age of 23, three years after um, Mars oh Crusade came out. Mm. age. Did he I play um, young Indiana Jones in that show? No. I don't think so. Yeah. He did not. So, yeah, young Indiana Jones was that played was... by two separate people. Um, Corey Carrier, Sean Patrick Flannery. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Corey Carrier plays played Indiana Jones from ages eight to ten. Sean Patrick Flannery from ages sixteen to twenty one, and then by George Hall for age ninety three. So the the show kind of um, follows sort of a back and forth. So it's kind of. The old indie kind of introduces the story, and then we get to watch it, and then they obviously like bookends it as well. Mm. But the you know, um, it kind of goes through age. But Harrison Ford is in one episode. Oh really? Yeah. So he bookends yeah. one of the episodes rather than the older Indiana Jones. So you know, it's like a fifty-year-old indie rather than the ninety-three-year-old. Huh. Is it like a new scene? It's not like archived footage? Or... No, it's a new scene. He sits down and it's a full. There you go. You know, he's in a... Mm. It's a real weird thing. I haven't seen any of that no, I haven't um, either. series. No, neither. No, I've not mm. watched any of it. Oh, well. Might be something to look into. It aired from mm. 1992 to 1996. It's probably not going to be that good, but that's fine. Definitely not. <laughs> it looks terrible. 
Apparently, it's very um, infotainment. Yeah, it was. It was kind of done as like a educational program rather than. And each episode's forty-five good. minutes. Jeez, bloody George Lucas! Oh my god! <laughs> Why did he want to do this? Instead of making Indiana Jones four in the nineties, George Lucas decided to make this instead. He should have made it in the nineties. It would have been great. Yeah. We should have just had Indiana Jones 4 and 5 in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> we should get Indiana... Crystal Skull should be should have been movie 7 and we should be getting... Sorry, movie 6 and we should be getting movie 7 right now. <laughs> God damn it. We've got some complaints. God Lucas. damn it, George Lucas. Why do you ruin everything? <laughs> everything. Including Star Wars. Oh, mate. Anyway, um, we can't start talking about Star no. Wars. I don't. I sure? don't really have anything I, I mean, else to I, add I about have some these. New things to say. So, what? Nothing, oh, nothing. I did going. not mean to take a snapshot. Then I think I accidentally took a screenshot of our Skype call. Oh well. Um, <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> does anyone else have anything to add about Indiana Jones? Not really. Do we? Do we want? I was going to look up G? some trivia facts. But oh, yep. I didn't. <laughs> you can, I mean, you can do that now, and I'll tell you three things I liked or disliked about the films. Okay. So, for me, personally, the the my main thing I like, and I've spoken about it a lot throughout this, is obviously the character development of Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I think I've spent a good solid amount of time in this episode talking about that so I won't touch on it anymore um the other thing I like is just each story in itself like each movie X, you know for the, the three main like the three original tr- the trilogy are all great films they're all shot well they're all, the stories are all good everything is they're just great films and they've become such iconic films because of that. And then... What's the third thing? Because there's others like everything about it. <laughs> everything. Hmm. Something I... Some, obviously, something oh. I, Yeah, sorry, go. Oh, I just found a really cool fact. Yep, go. Um, so the Well of Souls sequence um, from... What movie? Right. The Lost Ark. Yep was um, filmed on the set previously used as the Overlook Hotel for The Shining. <laughs> there you go. Wild. But Nick, do you want to do your three things? No. Three things. Uh, three things. Um, I love that... Uh, I love Harrison Ford being cast. Um, do we... We talked about Tom Selleck, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I started um, off with that. Mm. Uh, yes, I love the casting, um, in most of them anyway. Um, I love that they're like very brutal for the time. Like that bar scene is like insanely violent for like a movie kids watch. The melting of the faces at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. (laughs) Yeah. Or the rapid aging in Last Crusade or the heart getting ripped out of a chest in Temple of Doom. These movies are violent, man. (laughs) <laughs> it's graphic yeah, it's, violence. It's it's, it's nuts. Um, 
that's kind of like the only interesting things I have to say about liking. Dislike, like, I don't really care, but like, there's some really shoddy effects now, like in yeah. Temple of Doom when that dude falls off the bridge at the end. Like, hilarious, but oh god. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't have like the budget sort of like spent on special effects like that. They were, like what Lucasfilm was doing with Star Wars. Mm. They were definitely made cheaper. Yeah, also, they didn't have the benefit of, like, having, like, the backdrop be black space. So. Exactly. It's mm. cliffs and stuff. Oh. Um, yeah. Sorry, Sorry go I on. just injected one of my friends. It's the, um... There's a scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark where Indy hijacks, like, a truck that has heaps of soldiers in the back. Mm. Yeah. And for, like, five minutes of, like you know, relative time, he's just driving this truck into other vehicles and just, like, you know, smashing people off the road and all the soldiers that are sitting in the back. And they finally decide to climb out and walk along the outside of the truck to try and stop him. And he, like, smashes him into, like, trees and stuff to kind of get him off. Would you not just shoot through the back wall of the cabin? Bulletproof. The Nazis were really, um... It's not you know, bulletproof. advanced like that. How do you know? <laughs> it's a truck. <laughs> you don't know. Every other, tr- every other thing that gets smell. shot just explodes straight away. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I was cause, like, watching it yesterday, I was like, why didn't they just shoot him in the back of the head through the wall? Instead of climbing all the way around, just shoot through. <laughs> Bullets weren't made the same back then. <laughs> <laughs> like, jeez. Anyway, that that's my only dislike. Was that? Just kill him. Oi! <laughs> no. <laughs> well, if they shot through the truck, they'd have to do like paperwork for like damaging their property. So true. As opposed so, to like you know. everyone that's just died. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> The Nazis clearly didn't care about deaths. Uh, let's not get into Nazis and Germans and death. Is that three things, Nick, that you've done? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. I don't remember. Well, <laughs> I really liked how you're first introduced to Marion in um, Raiders because I think she's... Like, along with Ripley from Alien, she's probably one of the greatest female film, like, characters from that kind of time, from 80s and 90s, because she 100% just holds her own, again, like, in this world full of men. Um, and she's so, I don't know, spunky. Um, Do <laughs> I sense a girl crush? Maybe. <laughs> Um, but I also like that it kind of, my, well, my second thing is that it like, it's this whole adventure and I feel like you don't get those anymore. You don't get like a really well done adventure story with a character who you can kind of hate, but also kind of love and like, and like is set all over the world and is filmed all over the world um, and done really well for the time and, like, holds its own. Um, And then my third thing, 
I don't know. I just, I can't pick. I just like it all. Yeah, I like it all. That's my third thing. <laughs> That's very positive. I love it. <laughs> I love these movies. They're like, along with Jurassic Park. Roughly so. And like the Bourne movies, probably up there in my top five. So good. Nice. I'm done. Mm. Okay. <laughs> good, um, good. Yeah, okay, so um, I would definitely watch all three of these again. In fact, I'd even watch the fourth one again. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, nah, you're dead bum. to me, Jacob. <laughs> um, well, I 100% would watch all three again, and I'm never watching Crystal Skull ever again <laughs> in my whole life. <laughs> And I, if, when I have kids, I will tell them that there's only three Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> <laughs> they will not be watching Crystal Skull. What if they make a fifth one and it like completely redeems four for you, like it like ties there is all no, together and makes it? No, brilliant. there's no way you can redeem that at all. So no, I actually found my DVD copy of Crystal Skull, and I think I want to burn it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I <laughs> I would watch all three again and I have the box out on my shelf here and Crystal Skull is in it so I guess one day I will Aww. watch it I'll probably watch it before five comes out but I'm just looking I'm looking at it now and I just I, it has a little picture of Indiana on each one and when it gets to Crystal Skull he just looks so unenthused and bored <laughs> and it really makes me <laughs> And and it's also green, and the rest are like the case is green, and the rest are all like red, yellow, and like it just doesn't fit in, and it just makes me kind of nervous and like nervous. I love it. <laughs> you should so. be nervous. It's it'll do things to you that will traumatize you for the rest of your life. Yes, yeah, so look, I've seen the fridge scene, so yeah, oh, yeah. Should, we won't go into that. Um, no. I have a fun fact for you before we move on. Lovely. During a scene on um, while sitting at a table on the German Zeppelin in The Last Crusade, due to excessive heat on set, both um, Harrison Ford and Sean Connery took off their pants. So they're wearing <laughs> the top half of their costumes and their underwear while sitting at that table. Because it was <laughs> That's so great. hot. That's great. That's so good. So, um, Connery removed his slacks first, and then Ford was like, yep, I'm going to do that too. <laughs> so, in all those takes, they're sitting there with no pants on. <laughs> Can you blame them, really? Oh, yeah. Like, it's like I said with Raiders. Like, there's scenes where people just get progressively sweatier <laughs> <laughs> between, like, cutting back and forth. Like, geez, it must have been hot. Mm. So, like, whatever you hear about a movie being shot, it's either people got, like, People were sick because of excessive heat, or people were sick because of excessive cold. Like there's mm. never like well, people never, were just like, sick because it was movie, the 80s. It's never. Oh, the set was really comfortable. It's either it was really cold or really hot. There's no middle <laughs> yeah, so, ground. <laughs> see if I don't see that level of commitment in fire, I'm just not gonna. <laughs> if they don't take their pants off, I would have seen where you know he has their pants on. I just want old Indy walking around in his underwear, <laughs> like hat. Shirt, jacket, underwear. Like, still has the belt on. With, like, the whip and gun. He just forgot his pants. 
Instead of seeing him over and forgot his pants. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, that's like, if they do that now, that's just a little bit sad, isn't it? Yeah, it'd be so funny, Especially if this, like, Harrison Ford's getting up there, and by the time this comes out, we'll just be going, oh, oh, Uh, that's... Great. Oh, that's really... I I guess we Did you know that, um... Sorry? Harrison... The whip that Harrison Ford used in those movies sold for, like... $50,000 $50,000 at auction or something. Well, they better get it Crazy. back for the fifth one. How- well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joys. <sighs> okay, I think I'm done. Yeah. Right, so yes. So we can move on to uh, what we've been watching and what we're excited for. Guess what, guys? I finally watched Knives Out. Oh, nice. And? And... Drum roll, please. I loved it. Okay. It was oh, so good. <laughs> you were about to get disconnected from the call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Like, I think I'm just going to watch it again just for the set design because that mansion that they film in is fabulous. It's, it's so, so good. Um... And, like, Chris Evan plays his character to perfection. And, like, I didn't realise that Jamie Lee Curtis was in it, but then I saw that she was in it and it just made the movie, like, 100% greater. And, yeah, so good. I don't know. So, so good. Um, but other than that, I've been... I binge-watched the entire first season of Euphoria yesterday. Oh, was um, that good? Oh, yeah. That's the second time I've watched it all. It's just... It's so heartbreaking, but so wonderful at the same time. Mm. It's um, it's really sad, but it's really, really good. And the second season's coming out soon, I think. Um, and been watching Westworld. And other than that, that's it for me. That's right. It's had a web page open with... um. Where I got that fact from, and in the bottom corner, there's just an ad for Doctor Sleep. <laughs> so, so I got completely distracted just watching that silently while you were talking. I was wondering why no one was saying anything. <laughs> you guys just go quiet when I talk sometimes, and it's kind of scary. We're, in- we're interested to hear what you want. Uh, yeah. You um have to say. No, I just got completely distracted by the video playing in the bottom of the corner, in the bottom of the screen. <laughs> oh <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry. Um, so I. Started watching Tiger King. Oh my god, what do you think of it? I've watched three episodes. It's <laughs> Did just... Carol Baskin kill her husband? I don't know, he's not dead yet where I'm up to. Oh. oh. Obviously Wait, I what? know because of the memes no. and I was like, I need to know what happens here, but like, where I'm up to in the no, story, he's still at alive. The end of this... Wait, what? So like, No, her first husband. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> that bit is big, but yeah. She doesn't kill her second husband. No, sorry, I thought like, they, just haven't, they just haven't really <laughs> yeah, discussed Jake, the first husband bit yet. Right. Oh. It hasn't really been mentioned much. Well, they do a whole episode on it. Yeah. I think it's the third episode. It must be the f- I think yeah. I watched three, so it must be the fourth. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, definitely. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's wild shit's going on, man. It's crazy. This is weird. It's kind of scary, hey? Yeah. And I also... Don't um, keep big cats as pets, I guess. Did I mention last week that I watched Jumanji 2? 
Yes. No? Did I? Wait. Yeah, no, I think I did. Yeah. Yeah, I oh, did. Oh, okay. Shows how much Yeah, because Nick paid. pointed out that it was the same lady at the end. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, what else? I watched something else this week. I watched a couple episodes of Tiger King, and I watched something. I was like, oh, I, got, oh, I can't remember now. I'm hopeless at this. <laughs> oh, well. Um, I am looking forward to, though, this week, I am finally going to watch um, Birds of Prey. Oh, I haven't Ooh, seen nice. it yet. Or so Harley Quinn or whatever the hell it's called now. But I'm going to watch it because, you know, why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, so I'm going to watch that and I'm also going to try and watch Invisible Man. No. Okay. As well. My sister went and saw that and she said it scared her. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Just so no, you're prepared. <laughs> watch me get scared. Um, yeah, so I'm going to watch both of those two at some point this week or cool. early next week. Cool, cool. Yeah. Nick. Sweet. Uh, I finally finished It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's kind of been... <laughs> It's, it's been my it's been my Grey's Anatomy for like the last couple of months. Um, Did you give up halfway through though? <laughs> no, no. Like I, I think I gave up. I didn't give up. I just stopped for like ages after like two seasons. But I finally like, I got back on board and I finally watched like fourteen seasons of it, and I'm done. Oh, so I, I finally have time to watch something else. Yes, I'll um, get to Tiger King. Yeah, but um. At the moment, I have rented um, Doctor Sleep and The Hunt, so I'll watch those this week. And Doctor Sleep's really good. Uh, the Hunt kind of looks like a Lee Child book that I read last year, and mm-hmm. which one's The Hunt? Uh, it's the the one where all the people wake up, isn't it? And they're like they're, they're being tied hunted up for sport by like oh yeah I rich, saw the rich people. That. Yeah, 100% a Jack Reacher book. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I was gonna, like, yeah, I was, like, kind of deciding between that and um, The Invisible Man, but, like, I feel like I've seen the whole of Invisible Man in the trailer, and also it'll definitely be out on a streaming service by, like, the end of the year, so. It might be coming out on Stan. I think I heard something like that. Oh, there but you go. Parasite's on Stan as well, so I'll actually <gasps> watch that this week, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. I guess I'll watch it too. Good, good. And then we can all talk about it. Nice. Let's have to read subtitles uh, for two hours. I can do that. Good. I watch everything with subtitles. Sorry. Jeez. Nah. <laughs> um... I, that's I how get, you get the good stuff. <laughs> I, I guess that's it for this week. Yeah. So um, if you want to get in contact, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Watch It Again Podcast or send us an email at watchitagainpod at gmail.com. Uh, leave a review on iTunes and send us a message. Um, anything you do send, we will read out on air. Anything you send, so, you know, I don't care what you say. I'll, I'll read it out for you. Um, <laughs> I care what you say. If it's not PG thirteen, then any sorry, any guys. thoughts on Indiana Jones or anything we've spoken about in the last few weeks? Send them through. We would love to hear your opinions. Um, thank you so much to everyone for listening. 
As always, I am Jacob, and with me are the lovely... Kat? <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to say our name. <laughs> and? and I'm Kat. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.